0: Ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Only the best go three up. It left. is show showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, it's showtime. have you got for a row? Often imitated, never duplicated, the greatest show on dirt, the world
1: of It's time to sit back. Relax and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime!
0: Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving.
1: Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Talking sprint car racing, our favorite time of the week, and we are so glad that you have chosen to spend a little time with us and join us. Steve Post here flying solo, and as a matter of fact, we're going to change things up a little bit over the next few weeks. Uh, We're going to play some best-of interviews over the next couple of weeks because, well, we're all on lockdown and all being quarantined and practicing our social distancing skills. So uh, we have some great stuff for you coming up over the next couple of weeks, and, of course, we'll be active on all our social media channels along the way. So let's keep talking. Let's keep talking sprint car racing. Soon enough it'll be back, and we'll be all excited. And speaking of exciting moments, That's what we're going to talk about on this week's show. We're going to look back at two moments last year that really jumped off the radar screen to us. Brad Sweet picking up his career first. World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Championships. We chatted with Brad soon after being crowned the champion. We'll share that interview with you. And how about David Gravel? Picking up the Knoxville Nationals win, the NOS Energy Drinks Knoxville Nationals win. We'll share our conversation with you with David as well after that largest win in his career. So big moments last year, and we're going to share them on this week's edition of Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. One of the other things we're going to do is we're going to continue with our Dean Diesel all deftifying defying Move of the Week. And how about this? rico Abreu. we know that rico is so big with his ShopRico.com uh, .com site and he wants to make sure that you get what you ordered so in this week's dry diesel all deftifying move of the week rico shares with us how he makes sure you get your delivery and now for the dry dean deftifying move of the week where one driver simply amazes us with their on-track moves That death-defying move was brought to you by Drydeen Diesel All Death, the official death of the World of Outlaws and wheelmen everywhere. Visit Drydean.com for more information. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires Brad Sweet. What a year he put together last season, tugging on Superman's cape, if you will, and winning the World of Outlaw Championship. After he won that crown, we had the chance to catch up with him. Let's see if we get this right. The 2019 World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Champion, Brad Sweet, the big cat. Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, that has a nice ring to it. Uh, it makes me smile every time I hear it. I, just, I bet it does. I bet it does. Really, really neat. Brad, um, the process Saturday night, uh, with that finale going toe to toe with Donnie, just, just, just walk us through the way the race, the way everything unfolded for you on Saturday night.
2: Yeah. I mean, we came into Saturday, obviously just, um uh, you know, in my mind basically tied, yep. uh, kind of just made up my mind that we had to win the race pretty much, or, you know, uh, be re- real close. And, um, you know, just, uh, I was pretty calm about it all, to be honest, Surprisingly. Um, You know, just felt like we needed to do our job. I I knew we needed to to have a little luck on our side, and uh, we got a good dash draw. That obviously helped. Um, You know, and then uh, felt pretty good in the dash, had a good starting spot. And, and, uh, you know, just basically once you get in the car and, uh, you know, do the four wide, it's 30 laps. Just like any other night, uh, we go out and leave it on the line and obviously try to win the race. So uh, basically, just, you know, ran out there and. Went out there and ran as hard as I possibly could for all 30 laps, and uh, you know David was just a little better than us. Otherwise, I thought we were you know uh, you know pretty close to to maybe being able to get a win there. But uh, luckily enough for us, um you know Donnie was we were able to keep Donnie behind us, and uh, it was just a great feeling, you know, to to go in there and and actually uh you know I I, I kind of joked before and said if I was an odds maker I'd, I definitely would say at this point you know we were the underdog. So it was nice for us to uh, to get over that hurdle and. And, uh, you know, put our names in the in the record
3: books.
4: Brad, during that race Saturday night, obviously, Donnie threw a slider there and got by you real quick, and you were able to get back by him right away. But is there, I mean, I know it all happens so quickly and it unfolds so fast, but are you processing what's happening, or is it just a car to you, or did you realize it was Donnie? What kind of goes through your thought process with that?
2: Well, you definitely realize it's Donnie, and uh, <laughs> I'm used to seeing him a lot throughout the season, so... It's no surprise, I uh, obviously, no, he's, he's coming to the front. And, um, you know, I, I, there's only so much you can do. Um, like, it's all happening so quick, like you said. It's not, uh, you know, it's not like I'm able to say, like, oh, he passed me. I better, you know, go faster. I'm already going as fast as, you know, I can. And he is, too. And luckily, um, you know, I just was trying to move around on the racetrack and, and you know, allowed, allowed him to get a run on me. And uh, he he drove by me. And then he went to go to the bottom and actually slipped up just a little off and of turned four. I was able to kind of hit the bottom and, and come off um, and actually pass him back and move to the top in one and two and kind of found that line. I felt really good about that line. And uh, I knew gravel had pulled away. I was in second, third. So I felt really good about where we were, but you just you just never know, you know. Come around that corner and then getting deep for sitting there with a broken axle. So, um, you know, I was just, I was honestly just going just like I do at any other big race. Um, you know, 110% as hard as I could the whole, the whole race. And
1: um, was the longest ten, last 10 laps I think I've, I've ever felt. I am sure, I am sure the Dietrich moment, I couldn't, I mean, the whole oh. place, the whole joint, I mean, over we 20,000 yes. people there <laughs> gasped at that moment. And we can't imagine what you were going through. I, I want to go a little earlier though on that. You race from February to November. You get to the spot where, you're right, I, 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 I said the same way, you're, you're pretty much even up with Donnie. You get ready to start the final feature, and we can't get that race started to save our butts, okay? <laughs> you got a red flag, you got you have one good restart, you have other ones are decent, but you have one where you nailed it. What was the first, what was getting that race started like, uh, <laughs> knowing there was so much on the line? Yeah, it's frustrating.
2: I'm sure just the, the same feeling that everybody had. Um, you know, it's like uh, going to a really good movie and you got to watch, you know, twenty previews before. Um, you know, you just want to get to the, you want to get there and get it going. And yeah, yeah it was frustrating. And I just, like you said, I I got one good one and one bad one, and then you know, one good one. And you just never know, you know, which one's going to be the right start. And, you know, those starts are important. You don't want to fall back or lose any tax position. Um, you know, especially in the position we were in. So, um, just tried to keep my composure like any other night and uh, make sure that I you know, got the best start I possibly could and, and, uh, you know, obviously just run the, run the race the best I could from that point.
4: And, and you talk about that February to, to November, we know it's 90 some races a year. We know it's physically tough up and down the road every single day. The grind is incredible what you guys go through, but being in the position that you were in this year, coming down to the last lap, how much of there, is there a mental ease for you now?
2: Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. Honestly, <laughs> It's such a relief, and uh, you know, I can finally just take a breath. You know, I can I can enjoy uh, some time with my family and just other things that you know you neglect when you get um, you know so involved in a, a points battle and a champ. You know, and trying to win races, it's just these summers and and you know trying to you know be a champion. I it's just a lot going into it all. And honestly, it's amazing to me that donnie has been able to win ten of these. It's, <laughs> I feel like I I have to put so much time and energy and, and everything into to making it happen. And uh, yeah, so it's just, uh, it's a huge relief. Um, you know, it feels great. Just we all can't stop smiling and, you know, I'm so happy my wife and daughter are here and, you know, just get to spend a little time with, with her, you know, I've, these last few weeks I've been kind of staying up and trying to, you know, we've been testing a couple of times and trying to get our car a little better to make sure that we were, you know, gonna uh, basically have a, as good a shot as we possibly could. You know, to win the championship. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a great feeling. I have I uh I can't describe it, but um, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure others and others that feel it, but uh, you know, it's it's unbelievable.
1: You have spent your entire world of outlaw career chasing that 15 car. That's just the truth. It, it it's it's not what, you know, I mean, and you even talked about it in your banquet speech on Sunday night, what Donnie has done in the bar and the raising uh the raising of the bar, uh, a two-parter. When did you realize this season that, hey, we're going toe-to-toe with the champ, this guy we've chased our whole life, and what's the level of satisfaction now that you have achieved what really very few people in the sprint car world have ever achieved? Yeah, I mean, obviously,
2: um, you know, you you want to believe that you can beat him, um, you know, and, and you're, you're chasing him. Obviously, the first few years, it, it seemed, you know, so far-fetched. But uh, there was something, you know, after last year winning Knoxville, and. You know the season that we had last year. I felt like we kind of had enough speed. You know, we were starting to kind of figure it out what it what it takes to to have that consistency and, and win the big races. And uh, honestly, after last year's banquet, um, I I went home and you know set my gym up in the garage and I have a whiteboard and I, and I wrote 2019 World of Outlaw champion on it. And um, you know that's what I stared out for motivation and it. Uh, it's honestly what motivated me uh that was that was the, the goal this year was to you know, obviously win the big races but we really wanted to to try to you know give Donnie a, a real run for his money this year and um you know it's no there's no um you know secret that he didn't really have as good a year as he normally does so obviously we know if we're gonna we're gonna stay on top we're gonna have to you know, even, and raise the bar to another level, you know, it's, uh, he's going to want that championship back. And, uh, we, we don't want to it back and, uh, you know, feel like, um, you know, we're just still getting better, you know, and the whole NAPA autopilot, uh, you know, it's only our second year together. So, uh, we feel like we're, we're gaining momentum and hopefully, uh, we can, uh, you know, stay on top.
4: No doubt, and it's enjoyable to watch you in victory lane when you celebrate, especially those big ones like the Knoxville yeah. Nationals last year, the Kings Royal this year. But I've got to ask you, so at first I thought you were doing the chicken dance with the hand <laughs> flap things, <laughs> not going to lie, and I was like, wait a second, and then I caught into the loop that it's after a bull rider, Lane Frost. What is that all about, and what's your dedication to him, and, and where, where did that all just start?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just, you know, as a kid, watched the movie about Lane Frost and uh felt like he just, you know, I just became a fan of his. And he was basically a, a bull rider that was probably the greatest bull rider of all time, you know, at least of his time there. And I uh, was killed kind of in his prime. And, um, you know, that was his wave that he would do after he had a good ride. And I just thought, you know, it's, you're always kind of looking for something to, to do as a tribute. Uh, you know, it's kind of my way. Uh, you know, honoring all the people that have you know I have a lot of close friends that that you know unfortunately you know been injured or or we've lost them in race cars and it's kind of a tribute you know to them and it's just you know something that that I do and I know people didn't really understand it. Hopefully, more people will, will start to kind of understand. It. It's just uh, my little quirky celebration, but it's the honor lane. It's the honor you know all the the champions and winners that. That we lost in their prime, you know, doing what they love, and um, you know, it's just uh, kind of my thing I do now. I was not aware of that.
1: That is great. I really do. I appreciate that. that is really, really neat. Great, great stuff for sure. Brad, when I look at where you're at. Um, I think probably some of my first encounters for you is you were a young kid trying to go NASCAR racing. And you had that dance six or seven years ago uh, with with the NASCAR world. And, and I look at your life, and you're a you're a young, single guy uh, trying to climb the NASCAR ladder. Here you are, uh, um, still young, married guy with a daughter, World of Outlaw champion. Do you ever just look at life and say, wow, there were some turns here I didn't see, but then uh, the, the, the satisfaction, I'm sure this brings you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it all there. (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's been, there's no, you know, no secret. It's been a grind for me. Uh, It's never, you know, nothing's really ever come super easy. I've always thought I had to work at it. And, uh, you know, the NASCAR deal just didn't work out for me. And, uh, you know, so when I went back to sprint cars, it it definitely felt like I was taking a step backwards or, you know, maybe not doing exactly, like I didn't, you know, accomplish what I was, was trying to accomplish. And, um it took a year or two to kind of to realize that i was much happier driving sprint cars um you know i could still make a great living uh, um you know i can contend for championships and wins and it's so hard to get to that spot you know in nascar and um you know i don't think i would have ever you know got to that spot so I'm, I'm much happier um obviously things happen for a reason and uh here i am now able to kind of put my name you know in in the history books and in the record books and you know, uh have a potential to win multiple championships, multiple races, big races and you know, just uh feel like this is my home. Um, uh, you know, I found my home and um, you know,
1: get to make a great living and support my family and uh just yeah, I couldn't be happier. Mm. Great, great stuff. It really, truly is. And you are the World of Outlaw Noss Energy Drink Sprint Car Champion. Uh, Brad, we appreciate the time joining us today. And really, throughout the year, you are always uh, you know come on to the stage shows, and we always have fun in front of a live audience, and we do appreciate that. We wish you a great off-season with the family. Any any big plans? Or just in the Sprint Car world, some of the big plans are not going anywhere. Any big plans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This first, this
2: first couple of weeks here, uh, we're going to take our daughter, uh, to Disneyland for her first ever trip to Disneyland. So we're excited about that. And then uh, just a lot of relaxing and hanging out. But, uh, you know, we're going to go to Australia and uh, do a little racing down under, um, you know, because we can't sit still for more than, you know, a couple weeks. And it's, it's, uh, we got to go do something. So, yeah, we'll, we'll look forward to just uh, kind of enjoying the moment here. You know, these are,
1: these are great moments and great memories created. So I'm uh, just going to try to take it all in and, and enjoy it absolutely we'll do that thanks for the time enjoy your uh your downtime and uh won't be long i think what i think what they said 80, 80 some days we'll see you in <laughs> oh, volusia yeah. so yes exactly 80 some days we'll see you some. in volusia so uh there you go thanks for the time brad okay thanks for having me on i appreciate you guys very much wow absolutely amazing and brad sweet certainly looks tough this year as he rolled out of the box very quickly winning the big gator down at volusia and we'll see once we get back racing how he defends his crown stay with us When we return, David Gravel after his big Knoxville Nationals win. Hey Ashley,
4: what are you up to? Oh, I just stopped by to grab some sage fruit apples. Now I just have to decide which ones. You can never go wrong with a Honeycrisp. They're light, crisp, and full of perfectly balanced flavor.
0: Oh, hey. You could always go with one of their classics, the Gala or Fuji. They're both sweet and juicy. Grown in the heart of Eastern Washington, Sage Fruit Company works hard on the farm and with their retail partners to provide high quality apples and pears to consumers all year long.
4: Well, I couldn't decide which ones. Thanks for the help, guys. I'll race you to the checkout.
1: Power isn't born, it's built over time. For over 65 years, Hercules Tires has been providing the muscle to move more drivers. Whatever the vehicle, whatever the terrain, and we back it with a powerful protection plan. So wherever the road or the trail takes you, we have the selection, value, and strength to get you there. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Welcome back. It is Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires. We're kind of flashing back to some great moments back in 2019. And in just a second, we're going to share a David Gravel interview with you after that Knoxville Nationals win. Whenever we think of Knoxville, we think of the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum located right there. Turn number two on the famed Marion County Fairgrounds. And on this day, March 24th, would have been the birthday of Russ Clendenin. A 1996 inductee into the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame. Russ was born in 2008. He uh, was a racing mechanic. If you can imagine what that must have been like, a ride-along racing mechanic before World War II. After the war, he was an official with the American Auto Club and then with USEC. He officiated more than 1,500 races, passed away in 2002 at 94 years of age. What a life well lived by Russ Clendenin, and he is uh, enshrined at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum right off from turn number two at the Knoxville Raceway. And as we sat in the Sprint Car Hall of Fame, and elsewhere around the Knoxville Raceway last year, we got to take in David Gravel, driving that exalted Toyota to the win at the Knoxville Nationals. Remember the scene, David Gravel, Jeff Gordon, looking at a partnership that, as we've learned since, has taken us forward, and when it was all done, we had the chance to chat with David Gravel, fresh off from his Knoxville victory. The driver that got the most coveted prize in sprint car racing here in 2019, David Gravel is on the hotline. Hello, David. Welcome back to Wing Nation.
3: Thank you guys for having me.
1: What has life been like (laughs) since about 10.30 on Saturday night, David?
3: My phone is smoking hot still. Uh, (laughs) Texting calls like crazy, messages on Facebook I haven't caught up to yet, but. I'm not complaining at all.
4: (laughs) No. David, talk about the the actual race. It seemed that at the very beginning of the race, 50 laps, you kind of just held pace for a little bit. And then at some point you you took off. Uh, You said you made a little bit of adjustments on the the red flag, but kind of take us through the race.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I I actually wanted to get in the second or possibly the lead off get-go, but I got a bad start and Joey was rolling really good early and. Uh, you know, from there, I seen guys run the top and bottom right in front of me, and I kind of just paid attention and seen who was faster where and what corner and uh, was able to choose the line uh, that I thought was the best. And that was the bottom of one and two and, and top of three and four. So uh, it was actually, I wouldn't say an advantage, but I knew if I fell back any more uh, in the race, uh, it would be a problem for me to, to try to contend for that win. So. Luckily, I was able to stay in the third and make my moves when I thought I had to. And, you know, we were still able to put ourselves in position in the lead before the break, which I thought was big.
1: Last year when we left Knoxville, the entire conversation led by Brad Sweet, the winner of the race, was running the bottom, working the bottom. Yet this year, while that was important, there was a top. You just said you ran the top down in three and four in the middle. How wh- wh- how different was the track? Was the track different? Are the cars different? What was what was different about it this year?
3: Well, you know, the outlaw shows are completely different than what the Capitani was and the prelim night, you know. Mm-hmm. I had to run the bottom all week, really, um, and then Saturday night, the bottom I thought was the best groove in one and two, so that was similar, but three and four was really, really thin on the bottom on exit, and there was a lot of grip on the exit of four, so it was really risky to run the bottom in three and four because if you missed it, you would have been a sitting duck off four, and a guy five, six, seven car lengths back would be able to get a run on you, a run in the top. So. It was one of those things, uh, risk versus reward, and uh, just try to keep laps rolling and try to not make those big mistakes. Uh, Knoxville is a place if you keep your momentum rolling and, and don't really make any big, big mistakes, uh, you know you'll be all right. Cause for whatever reason, Knoxville is a place if you uh, mess up, you're losing a half a second to a second in a blink of an eye.
4: For sure, David. You've represented a a lot of wonderful sponsors throughout the years, but what is it like to have a a company like a huge corporation like Exalt to come on board, and then also that relationship with Jeff Gordon that you've developed?
3: Yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, it's been a a fast-growing relationship with Jeff. Meeting him at Chili Bowl, I never talked to him in my whole life uh, before then, and uh, for him to see something in me, and for me to be able to call my friend is awesome and for him to stick his neck out with Exalta, you know, he's heavily involved with Exalta and, um, for it all work out, it is great. You know, uh, you saw that picture of me in an old replica Jeff Gordon car, uh, when I was a little kid in the DuPont colors and stuff. And uh, it's just been very cool. You know, it's one of those things you dream about and our week couldn't have gone any better. And, Jeff was able to stay the whole week. I don't think he stayed the whole week ever in his life. So for him to be there the whole week and uh, see everything happen was just great.
1: We talk about the relationship with Jeff and Exalta. Aaron and I kind of started the show, and and we're going to talk to Phil on our podcast uh, a little bit later on. But... um, Taking Bobby and Phil and Jacks, knowing what they've been through, uh, you know, over the last couple of years, what did that mean to you to be able to be part of a team that brought so much joy to some people that have had some times where there wasn't joy at all in their world?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, Philip and, and Bobby, you know, decided they wanted to keep the team going. They could easily fold it up and Phil could have went and used his engineering degree. Bobby could have. When did whatever she wanted so um for them to keep it going um now they know that it was the right choice or it was all worth it for them to keep this deal going again so um you know they're, they're the ones that put their hearts and souls in it. i'm the race car driver i'm the driver you know uh they, they have a lot of hours and uh keeping sponsors happy and um, you know, sponsors had to step up to keep this deal going and luckily I was able to bring a couple sponsors along the way and it just all worked out. So, um, you know, I guess uh, certain things are meant to be and uh you know, Jack so uh, loves standing up on that wing. He uh, he loves the spotlight and uh I'm happy to to give him those special moments that hopefully he'll never forget.
4: That's great stuff. I I love that picture you kissing him on the on the head. It's one of the best pictures I think from Knoxville. David, in Victory Lane, you said something like you weren't tired at all during the 50 laps, but as soon as the checkered fell, you felt like you had boulders on your shoulders. You almost seemed a little bit numb in Victory Lane. Talk about the, the physical aspect and, and what it felt like just getting out of that car.
3: One year's past, I'm flat wore out after the A-Main at the Knoxville Nationals, but I think the more I race, the more calm and relaxed I get in the car. Um, I think you could just really psych yourself out or just try too hard and kind of get yourself in a bad spot, maybe wear out your tires or wear out yourself, and luckily my car was good enough to roll through the cushion in three and four where I didn't really have to saw the wheel very much, and that was just uh, huge for me because, you know, I feel Donny Schatz is kind of in the same boat. When when he's got to turn it up, he usually has another gear, and I think that's what separates him from winning all those big races. Um, he's really good at taking care of his stuff and when he needs to step up, he can. So, um, I was numb in victory lane. I'm still a little numb. It's becoming more real every day. Um, definitely get more emotion, uh, every day. Um, just one of those things, uh, you know, for whatever reason our race wasn't that exciting you know uh the last couple of races came down to a car length and i think that would add added to the excitement factor but to to have nobody really challenge you at the end of the race it was like how is this real how is this possible that you know i figured somebody would be breathing down my neck a couple of those lap cars scared me and uh just was able to to get the job done so it just i was numb i i had upset stomach i I had heartburn, I was hungry, I wanted a, a cocktail, and I didn't get to have any of those, so I had to wait until a little bit later, uh, but it, it was it was something I won't forget. I,
1: I can only imagine. David, final question for you here. Um, we've talked about Bobby, we've talked about Jeff Gordon and Exalta. Um, your family and, and your mom's tweet on Sunday, the, thanking Jeff Gordon for making your dreams come true, what was that like with your family who has ridden this journey from the sprint car capital state of the world you know Connecticut, uh, Connecticut. <laughs> yeah we we started joking about the sprint car hotbed in Connecticut yeah, you never know we,
4: us New Englanders That's right
1: but what did it mean what did it mean to 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 see your family that has put so much into this effort as well in Victory Lane
3: Oh for sure uh you know I first started selling t-shirts of Lance Louise's mom's uh trailer at Knoxville and then we we split half the spot with Patty Hottenshield and we had a fold up table and hung some shirts on the side of the table. And then, you know, we got our own t-shirt van and moved over to the church and, you know, then had a, a trailer with CJB and, and my family was the one always working it every single day, every hour of the week. And they woke up early while I got to sleep in and, you know, they've always been my best supporters. Um, they they care so much, you know. Definitely, racing is an extremely huge part of their life. It's probably their biggest part of their life. And um, uh, happy uh, happy they've been coming to every national since I've been going. And I'm um, happy my fiance Jill was there and was able to share that moment with everybody. And they all always sit and see double X on the backstretch every year. So, my dad was super pumped. He got a little physical in victory lane, roughhousing people. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Larson texts me. My dad punched him in the arm because he was so pumped. So uh, he was definitely super, super excited, just happy. He didn't uh, keel over there, and his heart stopped. Uh, his, his heart didn't stop. His heart kept kicking. <laughs> that
1: is crazy. Kyle's used to it because didn't Chip Ganassi just swat when Kyle won, a, oh, yeah. uh, won one of the Cup races? Michigan Chip, gave him, yeah. Chip yeah. gave him a swat. So poor <laughs> Kyle goes to Victory Lane and gets gets the snot kicked out of him. Man, it don't matter. And no matter if he wins or if he's visiting someone else there. Uh, Pretty cool stuff. David, um, congratulations. We are so happy for you, so proud of you and and, and the way you handle everything and the way you do everything mm-hmm. and the way you wheel that race car. Congratulations uh, and, and, and savor this moment. And uh, we wish you the best now as the season picks back up this weekend again.
3: All right, guys. Thank you very much
1: david gravel as excited as i am about what happened to him last year i'm equally excited to see where he ends up with his journey into nascar racing so stay tuned david gravel one of our guys representing sprint car racing very very well stay with us more wing nation in just a moment sir are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour this is a residential area So glad you join us for Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tires as we look back at some of the great moments last year with Brad Sweet winning the World of Outlaw Championship and David Gravel winning the Knoxville Nationals. Great to look back, and, well, the way things are right now, that's a, that's about the best we have with it, with our social distancing as we work through, as a country, this crisis, and with sprint car racing. We encourage you to follow along with whatever the orders are, whatever the rules are in your state, and let's make sure that we all take care of ourselves and take each other so we can beat this thing as quick as possible and get back to sprint car racing. and we're itching to get back to sprint car racing. Can't wait for that to happen. So the sooner we all cooperate and get this thing out of our system, the sooner off we are. Wing Nation Apparel is available at wingnation.com, and once we get back racing, it will be available on the All-Star Circuit of Champions trailers. If you are looking for things to do, man, check out our YouTube page, and we're going to be active on social media with our Facebook and on our Twitter account, We have some really good things planned during this down period of time. Also good and planned is this Thursday's podcast. Ashley Strummey, she sits down with dirt track preparation guru Steve Stimley from up at Port Royal Speedway. You're going to want to make sure you catch that on Thursday when our podcast drops. And coming up on this Saturday, we have a fresh visit with Kyle Larson after all that he has going on with his world. That's on our MAV-TV show. So make sure you catch us there as well, 7.30 and 10.30 a.m. on MAV-TV. Hey, we appreciate you taking some time out and joining us here on Wing Nation presented by Hercules Tire.
4: Wing Nation has been brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our string. Watch Wing Nation Saturday mornings on MAV-TV. You can also find Wing Nation on wingnation.com or your favorite podcast provider. Wing Nation is a production of the Motor Racing Network. All rights reserved.
1: Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes.